Hello, welcome back to another episode of Broken Record. I'm Ellie, I'm your host, and today we're going to be talking about the Foo Fighters and Death Cab for Cutie concert. So this past weekend, not weekend, week actually, um, I went to the Foo Fighters climb, uh, the Foo Fighters Death Cab for Cutie concert with my dad. It was in Climate Pledge Arena, which is the new arena for Seattle. It took place of Key Arena, which was there for quite a long time, but now it's Climate Pledge. Um, it was super duper clean. Like, it, I mean, obviously it was clean because so this was like the first event they had. It wasn't technically their opening because this was a charity event, and the and so like there's this whole big drama. But basically, Coldplay was set to open to do the grand opening of Climate Pledge Arena, and then. Dave Grohl, who's in Foo Fighters, was like, I want to open Climate Pledge Arena. And Climate Pledge Arena was like, no, we already signed a contract with Coldplay saying that they could be the grand openers. And then Dave Grohl was like, well, what if I do a charity event? And then a charity event for free. And then the Climate Pledge Arena was like, okay. So technically it was a private event, but there were tickets open to the public. But like, Going down in history, Coldplay will probably be known as the first concert, but Foo Fighters was really the first concert. <laughs> I like to believe so. Uh, um, anyway, so let's just do a quick background in case you don't know who Foo Fighters and Death Cab for Cutie are. Foo Fighters was formed by Dave Grohl, who was in Nirvana, a Seattle, Seattle band quite popular um they are mainly like rock and roll and so Dave Grohl played the drums in Nirvana which is interesting because he plays the guitar in Foo Fighters which is super cool because I want to learn I want to know how to play both the guitar and drums um anyway it's so Foo Fighters members are Dave Grohl who plays the guitar Taylor Hawkins who plays the drums Pat Smear who plays the rhythm guitar Chris Shiflett, who sing, he doesn't sing, he does the lead guitar. Um, Nate Mendel, who does bass guitar. Franz Stahl, who does the lead guitar as well. Rami Jaffe, who plays the organ. And William Goldsmith, who does the drums. And that's a lot of people for a band. That's a lot more than um, I felt like I saw on stage. But they were all there. I don't know why they wouldn't be there. Anyway, um, yeah, the, that's who's in the band. I'm sorry if I said their names wrong. I They're, <laughs> they're kind of hard to pronounce. <laughs> um, yeah, and then Death Cab for Cutie, who opened for Foo Fighters, has Ben Gibbard, who plays the piano, Nick Harmer, who does guitar, Dave Depper, who does guitar, Jason McGurr, who does drums, Chris Walla, who does piano, and then Nathan Good, Michael Score, and Zach Ray are also in the band. And so, yeah, those are the members. I'll be talking about a lot of them, mainly Dave and Taylor, who Dave is the guitarist who is in Nirvana for Foo Fighters, and Taylor Hawkins is the drummer for Foo Fighters. And so those are who I will probably be talking about the most. 
Um, anyway, we got to the venue at like, what, 7.30? Not 7.30, because the concert started at 7.30. Um, no, I think, I actually think we got there at 7.30, because we got, no, we got there like five minutes before 7.30, because, um, Alright, we were gonna, we got there on time, and then there was just a whole mess of getting in, because, um, to get in, you had to have the Clear app, and then you had to, like, have your vaccination card in the Clear app, and I'm a minor, so I thought that I couldn't do it in the Clear app, because you have to be an adult to have a Clear membership, and so it was this whole long thing, and I had to walk all around the venue to get a stamp on my wrist that says I am vaccinated, I just don't have the Clear app. And then we had to go all the way back to our entrance because there was, like, specific entrances for different parts of the stadium, which was kind of annoying, but it made sense. In the end, we got there as, like, one Death Cab for Cutie had, like, two songs left, three songs left. I don't know. So, speaking of songs, here is one of the Death Cab for Cutie songs that was played. Yeah, that was that song from Death Cab for Cutie. I always get <laughs> I always get nervous when I say Death Cab for Cutie because whenever I'm around my dad, he says Death Cab and like his friends say Death Cab too. But then I don't know if like they're just saying that because like they because like they grew up with it or well they didn't grow up with it, but like they were there when they were like in their prime or if it's just like common to say Death Cab and then I don't know if I I can say Death Cab for Cutie or if it's just like a you were into them when they were a thing kind of thing I don't know it's a whole big, it's a whole big cycle in my head that I go through um yeah they sang for about 45 minutes I'm guessing if they went on at 7 30 which I'm assuming they did because we could hear them around 7 30 like outside the venue because it was really loud um they yeah they sang for about 45 minutes they were super good they were um they were very park and bark which if you don't know what that means that's a term where like you're like singing a song or you're playing an instrument or whatever and you stand in one spot and sing it and you just kind of sing it out or you play it out or whatever you don't really move around and so I kind of got that vibe from them um they were great performers they just didn't move around a lot which some people really enjoy and some people don't it's definitely easier for videoing like if you video something on your phone you don't have to worry about like chasing them with the camera <laughs> i don't know what i'm talking about <laughs> okay anyway after they were done they there was like what a half hour 15 minute break in between death cab and um foo fighters and so after that <laughs> after that break foo fighters went on and when they came on it was so cool there was literally two minutes of just applause like, literally, they walked on stage, there was applause as they were walking on, there was applause as they were getting set up, there was a like, Dave Grohl, who's the lead singer and guitarist, like, st walked around the stage and he was getting applauded, like, it was so cool. Literally two minutes straight of just applause. Like, like, how cool is that? So cool. Um, yeah, so here's their opening song. Follows 
So if you couldn't tell in that clip, it was quite loud at the concert. Um, me and my dad were with a group of his friends and we were all in the pit and we were in this like perfect spot where the speakers hit us from both angles and it was just quite loud. And I thought that was loud, but then I went to go to the bathroom and on my way back, I was um, in the hallway and um, listened to this clip I took. It's so loud. It sounds like I'm right in front of them, but I'm not. I'm like far away. <laughs> so listen to this. Yeah, so hopefully you can tell how loud it is now. Um, the next song that I'm going to play a clip from is called My Hero. And I'm not going to lie, I came into this concert not knowing a lot of songs. And I think this is one of my favorite songs that I heard for the first time, um, if not in general from them. It's loosely... Oh, Dave Grohl wrote it, and Dave Grohl was a Nirvana, and this song is loosely based off of Kurt Cobain, who um, died from the band. He was in the ba who he was in Nirvana as well. So this song is kind of like Dave Grohl said it was about like more everyday heroes that like are ordinary and not like necessarily superstars or soccer players or singers or actors or wh whoever like a famous figure might be that would be your hero like this is kind of like the ordinary like everyday people type of hero and so here's a clip from that Yeah, that's a, I like that song. And just because I really like it and I want to hear it again, um, I'm going to play a clip that was from in like the middle of the song towards the end where the crowd like took over. Like Dave had had the crowd sing the chorus and it was really cool. I love I love moments in concerts where like the artist stops singing and then it's just the crowd singing because it's like this whole big like chorus of like people who are there enjoying the music that they love. I don't know. It's hard to explain but I really I really like listening to like crowds in concerts. Um, so here is a clip of the crowd singing My Hero and then Dave joining in after. I love that. I love that song. Um, another song that really stuck out to me and that I liked was called Times Like These. It's kind of a somber song if you listen to the lyrics and um, it was played very well. It was played very passionately and emotionally, but like not emotionally as in like sad, but like it was just, you could, you could tell that like the emotions were real and raw and stuff. And so this is, the song's kind of about like feeling stuck, I guess. One of the lyrics is one way motorway or one of the phrases in the song is one way motorway and um this is kind of like the motorway being life and one way being like it only moves one direction it only moves one <laughs> one direction like the band anyway <laughs> 
Anyway, um, it like only moves one direction. It only move like you can only go like you have one path that you have to follow. And this is, I guess, Dave was kind of feeling like maybe he didn't want to take that path anymore, or he was just having trouble like seeing if he could take another path. I don't know. But here's a clip from that. Yeah, I like that song. Um, the next song I want to talk about is called This Is A Call. <laughs> um, it was written and released closely following Kurt Cobain's death. And then Dave Grohl said that he purposely made these verses like kind of nonsense. Like they didn't make any sense because he had so much to express that like he just like that was kind of like how he was feeling. Like it was just a bunch of like chaos in his mind. Um, so here's a clip from that. Yeah, the next song I want to talk about is called You Should Be Dancing, which is a popular 70s song by the Bee Gees, and Foo Fighters are doing this thing where they're going by the DGs which is a nod to Dave Grohl's initials, DG, and their Foo Fighters released an album that takes inspiration from the Bee Gees, including, like, covers from four of their songs. And so one of the songs that they covered is You Should Be Dancing, which they sang at the concert I went to, which was, <laughs> which was cool. It, like, really felt like a 70s concert. It was cool. So here's a clip from that. <laughs> Okay, now you know that Foo Fighters is an awesome band, and they're pretty darn cool. And so, now I want to talk about the instrumentalists on the band, because they're pretty, they're pretty darn good. So, the first one I want to talk about is the guitarist, whose name is Chris Shifflay, I believe, and he is quite impressive. During every concert, the lead singer introduces the band, and so during the introduction period, Chris did this outstanding guitar solo, and so here's a clip from that. As you can tell, <laughs> he's pretty good. He's pretty good. 
I want to talk about Dave Grohl next, who is, you may think, is the guitarist for Foo Fighters. And you're right, but he's also a drum player, and he was the drum player for Nirvana. And during the introductions period, after Taylor Hawkins was introduced, Taylor got up and came to the front of the stage while Dave went to the drum set, and they kind of, like, switched places. And Dave started playing the drums, and he was so good. It was so impressive. It was quite insane. And so he was doing, like, triplets or something, and it was so impressive. Like, I can't move my hand that fast. I don't know. It was so cool. So here's a clip of Dave Roll playing the drums. Triplets. As you can tell, Dave Grohl is a great drummer. Um, yeah, so it was that con- that was such a good concert. Like, it, I was very happy I went to it. It like totally felt like a concert from like the two thousands, where like everyone like no one was really on their phones. No one was like everyone was just in the moment. It was I don't know. It was I don't know how to explain it because obviously I've never I wasn't I've never been to a concert in the two thousands, but it just it just I got that vibe. Like like I like if I went to that concert, I could believe that it was took place in the 2000s I don't I don't this probably isn't making any sense but like it it, you just got that vibe you know like you know when you go somewhere you're like whoa this makes me feel like I'm in the 1800s or this makes me feel like I'm in the future that's kind of what I felt but like (laughs) only 10 years back 20 years back (laughs) whatever um yeah so (laughs) that didn't make any sense but it was a great concert really recommend it the venue, great. Climate Pledge Arena, um, that was the first event there. So obviously it was really clean, which was kind of weird because whenever you think of arenas, they're always like dirty or they're like used. Like obviously they're used, but like you can just tell that like people have been there before. And this one, it was so clean. It was so clean. It was so nice. There was no graffiti. There was no like stickers. There, were, <laughs> there was no trash. It was so cool. They, they also had a lot of good food venues there. Like, not venues, but, like, stands or whatever. They had Din Tai Fung there, which which was <laughs> random, but I love it. They had they had Amazon Go stations, which are, like, the thing where, like, when you enter the store, you, like, give them your Amazon account, and then you just pick up things, and then you leave the store without paying because, like, the scanners, like, there's, like, a scanner on the exit, and then it, like, scans all the things in your basket. I don't know. I don't really understand it, but I know you don't pay and it just charges your Amazon account. I don't I don't know. Don't ask me questions about that. Um, they also had Ballard Pizza and the Metropolitan Grill. And they had a really cool mac and cheese place. I forget what it's called, but it looked really yummy. <laughs> yeah, and then there something I would like to be improved was that there wasn't a lot of merch booths. Like I think I saw two total from like all the all the part of the 
arena I went to, and I cover. I went. I was through half of the arena. Like I've. I. I when I was in the hallway, I walked from like where I entered to like the opposite side. If that makes sense, like I covered half of the half of the walkway, um, and I only saw two, which was kind of sad. I mean, they were like full. They were like stocked. Like they like it wasn't like missing anything. It just was like disappointing. I guess like I want like I feel like they would be more frequent. Um, but it was cool. They were selling vinyls at the um, concert, which I find really interesting because before COVID, I feel like I never really saw people selling vinyls at concerts. Like, I don't know if I just missed it or it wasn't happening, but at the at this concert, they were selling vinyls from, like, all their albums, too, which, not all their albums, but most of their albums. And I was, I, I just found that so bizarre because I, because it's, like, a concert and you have to carry that around. I don't know. I'm not dissing vinyls, by the way. I absolutely adore them. I have a huge collection, which I'll talk about in a future episode. Um, but, yeah, they were selling vinyls. They were selling koozies. They were selling hats. They had sweatshirts and crewnecks and shirts and tank tops. Not tank tops. Tank tank tops. It was really good. I I liked it. I got a sweatshirt that was yellow and it says Foo Fighters on it. <laughs> um, and then I got a shirt that was like DGs inspired. Like it. Like I don't. I don't. I don't know how to explain it. But it was cool. I like it. Yeah. It was a great concert. Recommend seeing them if they come again. Oh, speaking of. Speaking of Foo Fighters, because that's what this whole episode is about, they're getting inducted into the Hall of Fame, like, this week, um, by Paul McCartney, too, which is insane. I want I want to meet Paul McCartney. Um, yeah, they're getting inducted into the Hall of Fame, so that was, like, their last performance before they were getting inducted, which is super cool to think about. I mean, that's awesome. <laughs> like, you're in the Hall of Fame now, dude. That's, that's so cool. Um, yeah, thanks for listening. Um, I'm Ellie. I host this show, Broken Record, every Tuesday at 6, and I'm on most podcast streaming platforms. Just search up KMIH Broken Record, and you will find me. Um, thank you for listening. I hope you liked it. (laughs) Um, yeah, thanks for listening to 88.9 The Bridge.